Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Today we're talking about the biggest news, the biggest news of last night, not Dustin Johnson winning the Travelers Championship, although that was very big news for my pockets at 30 to 1 odds. Very happy about that one, no, but it was Cam Newton stealing the show, and the only way that he possibly can by signing with the New England Patriots on a one-year deal that is not officially, not officially put out the exact terms of that deal yet, but we were told that it's going to be incentive-heavy one and a $7.5 million deal. I mean, the Patriots know what they're doing here. They also have situations where they're going to be getting back draft picks if things happen. And I mean, totally different story. They end up losing draft picks. And and because of a cheating scandal that happened with them filming the silence for the Bengals, I believe it was last year. But you have this situation where it's a a team friendly deal, right? You have Cam Newton coming out in a very uncertain time where his team really honestly ends up screwing him in the Panthers and seemed like to be some bad blood there from on the outside looking in from not cutting him and really cutting him until the end of free agency when teams already signed all of their players when teams didn't have the opportunity to go out and get him and people are saying that oh my god these teams signed this guy well yeah it's because Cam Newton was still in the Panthers at that time and now there were some really bonehead mistakes and some signings and things of that nature Jeff Driscoll the money he got compared to uh, Cam Newton's money and Jameis Winston right these other backups who are much better than your Jeff Driscoll's probably your Nick Foles and those types of guys so now Cam Newton signs a team-friendly deal because incentive heavy is going to be team-friendly it means that well if you're good for us then you'll get paid at that point right so I want to see what these terms actually end up being we do not have them yet i'll be interested to see if he gets more than like 2.5 maybe three million dollars guaranteed um that number seems to be maybe somewhere around like a two million dollar deal and then you factor in the incentives that can get them up to 7.5 million i'm sure there's roster bonuses in there i'm sure there's incentives to actually make the playoffs and maybe even win a playoff game i'm not sure performance-based incentives i'm sure are there as well but based on just the injury history and, and really just this past season of injury right he had the libs frank fracture in his ankle but it was a modified fracture but then obviously corona hits and nobody can really see the guy and based on what Stefania Bell was saying and what she wrote up in her report after this broke and what she has said in the past on ESPN she's ESPN reporter probably seen her on the fantasy football show in the mornings pretty much what she was saying is that based on his Instagram videos and this is crazy that we can tell based off of this but uh, people go to school for this and, and very much so study for years but based on his Instagram videos the things that he was doing in those videos she said he looks fully healthy um, and if he's going to look fully healthy out there he's probably going to get a lot of his money that's not guaranteed just based on instead of his own suiting up and getting on the field if I project him for a full six games and that's what I'm doing right now at least I know some people probably project him I saw Mike Clay only 13 games things like that I understand that that's where you have to end up being but if I project Cam Newton for 13 games he's going to be going as like a quarterback 20 or outside like the the top two quarterback tiers like a quarterback 20 to 25 and I personally want to be getting Cam Newton shares and if that's the case I won't be and I think you should want to get shares of him assuming that he's going to be healthy so welcome and we're going to break all this down we're going to refresh your memory on who the heck Cam Newton is the last time we saw him play a full healthy season and arguably what might have been his most efficient season Uh, Yes, his MVP season was his best season on paper, but most efficient season as a passer, that is right. MVP season saw obviously big, big spikes in the rushing upside as well to get him there. Uh, But we'll talk about that in 2018. We'll talk about how my rankings are changing for the quarterback position overall, where Cam Newton is ranked for me, where all these other Patriots wide receivers and skill position players, maybe tight ends, running backs even, are going to be changing. Are they improving? Obviously, they're probably not decreasing after this move. What am I going to do in those situations? And then just in general, we'll touch on the durability of Cam Newton, and I'll talk about what I'm going to project. ADP wise and kind of how I want to approach drafting Cam Newton. So welcome if you're all here. The only thing I'll ask from you in this video is please do hit that like button for me and the big old subscribe button that just popped up on the screen. Take a second of your time when you subscribe within the video. And if you enjoy this video, if you've seen a previous one of mine and you have not yet subscribed, please do so. Hit the notification bell. When you subscribe within it, YouTube says these people are subscribing within the video. Uh, that's very, very good. That means that they are engaging with the content and they enjoy it. Let's show it to more people and see if we can get even more people subscribed to the platform of YouTube. If you're brand new and you're seeing me for the first time, sit 
sit back, enjoy yourself. Everybody can sit back, crack your, roll your shoulders and crack your shoulders. Have a good time. And then if you get some value from this video, please do. I urge you to hit that subscribe button. I really do appreciate it. And I haven't forgot about the podcast listeners. $50 giveaway every single week. If you review the podcast, leave a five-star review. And honestly, only like two people have been doing it to three people a week. So got a pretty good chance of winning 50 bucks. Just leave a way for me to contact you on there. Say something nice about the show on there as well. Let's get into it. Just kind of going back to where Cam Newton was in 2018 briefly, right? 2019, we didn't see him play much. He played a couple of games and really the big reason why he has that shoulder surgery in the off season. But based on the camp, based on everything coming out, Cam Newton's shoulder was completely fine. And people were starting to wonder, maybe his shoulder's not fine when he was struggling for the first few games of the season. Most notably that Thursday night football game, I believe against the Tampa Bay Bucks where Christian McCaffrey got stonewalled in that game. One of the only games he really got stonewalled and the Bucks defense did that to a lot of running backs last year. Then it comes out in the preseason that Cam Newton was dealing with an ankle injury and he gets rolled up on, I believe it was in a game and they're saying, okay, he's fine. It's nothing major. And most of the time that injury wouldn't have been anything major. It was like a mid ankle sprain, something along those lines. But it ended up being major. He ended up opting for surgery on it, missed 14 games in the rest of that season. And now you have an offseason of a pandemic where he can't get checked out by team doctors. Apparently, the Patriots have been trying to sign him and working a contract since April. Since April, they've been talking to Cam Newton about a potential deal. So they've been very much involved in this. It was just a situation where they couldn't get him to their team doctors. There was no way that he could, one, travel to cities and two, actually go and get in front of team doctors when facilities are being shut. And they couldn't get that on record in an official way for them to feel confident about it have him go through a workout when this whole pandemic is hitting uh, from the months of obviously March into where we are right now. And right when it was in April, when they were starting to talk to him, it was obviously very heavy, right? When that free agency period opened, it was open for a few weeks. Cam Newton's still out there. Let's go talk to him. They've been talking to him since then. So to look at 2018, when he played 14 games, and in 2018, he also missed two games of the soldier injury, which he then opted to have surgery in the offseason. But in 2018, overall, he was the number one play action passer. He was a number five rated true completion percentage and number five passer under pressure. So one of the most efficient seasons we've seen out of Cam Newton as a passer. What did he do on the ground that year? Well, it was still good. 101 carries, 488 yards, and four touchdowns on the ground alone. That ended up being 7.2 attempts per game for 34.9 yards per game. He averaged 19.9 fantasy points per game, which was eighth amongst all QBs. And he finished as the weekly QB1, meaning that he finished 12 or better QB1, in my opinion. Well, that's what pretty much now industry standard is, uh, finishing as a QB1 in 12-team formats, 12 or better that week. 57.1% of the time, eight out of the 14 weeks, he was finished. 12th or better. And only one time did he finish outside the top 10 in those weeks. And he finished 11th that week. His full stats were 471 attempts, 3,395 yards and 24 passing touchdowns. You factor in rushing touchdowns, 28 total touchdowns for him in that 2018 season. Now that season, he finished as a top eight quarterback. And in seven out of his eight seasons, 87.5% of his healthy seasons, we're obviously not going to count last year, Cam Newton has finished as a top eight quarterback or better. So eighth or better Cam Newton in 87.5% of his season. So yes, this is a baller. Yes, he is still only 31 years old. He'll be 31 and a half years old. So the idea that Cam Newton is old is just all hearsay. Cam Newton is the same age and and honestly younger right now than Matthew Stafford. He is the same age and younger as a lot of veteran QBs that you think have a ton of upside still in this league. And Cam Newton, based on the way that he plays the game, probably can't play until 41, right? Based on the rushing upside, the amount of hits that this guy's taken, like a thousand carries in his career, just at the NFL level alone, obviously not even counting Auburn, where he was an absolute monster um, and a huge prospect coming out. But Cam Newton still has, in my opinion, years left. And the issue now is that we just haven't seen it and neither have the Patriots. And that's why you give him an incentive heavy deal. But based on what we saw in 2018, now that he's been pretty much healthy for what is coming up to like a year now, um, I do like that. And I do actually feel confident in it, especially when people are saying and experts are saying that know more about this than I do, uh, just based on watching some film that he does look fully healthy. So the durability overall of Cam Newton, yeah, last year was a concern. During the missing 14 games with the injury last year, again, Stefania Bell said, 
said that it seems to be Newton's Instagram videos indicate he is fully healthy. I'll pop it up on the screen right here and read the, uh, the full quote from her, her little blog up on it on ESPN. Newton opted for surgery undergoing a modified, less complex Liz Frank procedure. Usually Liz Frank's procedures will like ruin rookies if you're a running back or really a wide receiver. Wide receivers, it, it ends up ruining the most, especially early in your career because it pushes back your development. And obviously earlier in your career is when you have to make a name for yourself and really make your way onto rosters and stay onto rosters. Given the coronavirus pandemic, all we have to go by as far as his workouts is Newton's Instagram account. But that actually gives a pretty good indication that his foot is fully recovered. Well, boom, that's all I need to hear. A pretty good indication that his foot is fully recovered. And then obviously, if they're going to sign him, they probably feel pretty good about it. If, they, if his foot wasn't recovered, so we get the Instagram videos, if the Patriots did not think the foot was recovered after he met with the team doctors, they're not signing this guy. It's just not going to happen. They're not giving him a contract where he can potentially earn $7.5 million, in my opinion. So all signs are pointing that Cam Newton is likely fully healthy. Now, if he takes a hit on that ankle, what's going to happen? I'm sure he hasn't played at game speed. I'm sure he hasn't taken many hits to the ankle. That's yet to be seen. But but based on just what the doctors are saying, it seems pretty good. Now, outside of last year, he's only missed five games and like 120 plus other career starts. And it was two in 2018 with the shoulder that he had surgery on. And then just your, your run of the mill injuries. One game with a concussion in 2016, missed two games with the rib and some other injuries in 2014. And he also had an arthroscopic ankle surgery in the 2013 offseason. So really, I mean, he's been a durable quarterback for a guy who's ran as much as Cam Newton has. He's just taken a ton of hits and beatings. Uh, and he honestly should probably have missed more games than he did. And that kind of all came back to him last year when he misses 14 games. Now, what changes did I do to my personal rankings? And again, I do have rankings on my Supreme Draft Guide. It is officially out. It's been out for weeks now. Many people have gone in, purchased it, and are happy. And there's going to be even more content coming into that premium analysis. I'll be adding other things as well in there. So you can check out the Supreme Draft Guide. It's over on Fantasy Sports Focus, my website. It is linked down below. Limited time offer right now, if you're watching this or listening to it on the podcast version. It's $10, 33% off if you sign up through Monkey Knife Fight, code SALNFL, S-A-L-N-F-L, if you go through the Monkey Knife Fight. Or also, you could use the link below in the description, whatever is easier for for you. I know on the podcast, it's usually easier to just hear the promo code and go over there. So Monkey Knife Fight will give you that $10. They'll also give you a promotional ticket to play at another time. And then they'll also give you, or they'll give me your email address and say, send this guy the draft guide, send this woman the draft guide. They are now eligible to get that for free of charge after they deposit $10 minimum into the site. So go ahead, check that out. Um, it's normally a $30 value if you're not eligible based on the time that you were watching this or the state you were watching in. You just go buy it down below. But all my rankings are in there, a bunch of player profiles, stats, databases, premium analysis, all that stuff. But what I currently have done so far, and we'll keep it very Patriots specific. Obviously, when I'm moving around some of these Patriots players and they're increasing, other players are decreasing, right? Obviously, when I put Cam Newton from not a starting quarterback rank and somewhere around like quarterback 33, 35, right, right outside that waiting for him to be signed, whenever he goes up, everybody else is going to move down. So instead of going through and saying, this guy moved down, this guy moved down one spot, I'm just going to tell you where the Patriots players have moved and we'll go from there. So Jared Stidham was originally my QB 30, I believe, and now he's my QB 36. So he is no longer going to be listed as a starter, in my opinion. I think he's not going to be a starter. We'll get more news to solidify that as the season goes on. Cam Newton goes from my quarterback 36 to my quarterback 11. So obviously a huge dump from a guy who wasn't signed, now going to be starting on a team that already had a nine implied win total, probably is going to be somewhere around nine and a half, 10 now on a lot of sites. And I do like that. I do think he finishes a QB one as long as he's healthy. It's hard to ignore that the rushing upside, if he plays 16 full games and you project him for that, is still going to probably gravitate around 450 to 550 yards, still going to gravitate around four to six rushing touchdowns. That's just too hard to ignore. So that puts him ahead of guys like Tom Brady for me, ahead of guys like Aaron. 
Aaron Rodgers. Julian Edelman has moved from wide receiver 33 to 31. Now this is going to be a little bit skewed because Debo Samuel got injured and Debo Samuel actually moved down in that range. So if Debo Samuel wasn't injured or if I didn't do these moves at pretty much the exact same time, uh, Julian Edelman would have only moved one spot ahead of Brandon Cooks for me. So he ends up moving two spots, but one of those is because uh, Debo Samuel got hurt as well. Nikhil Harry moves from my wide receiver 51 to my wide receiver 47. The second year player who was a first round pick last year for them, the last pick of the first round ends up getting a quarterback upgrade in my opinion. Now I, I was one of the people who didn't think Jared Stenham was awful. Adam ranked as my QB 30, of course, but that's just in rankings on paper. Now I came out here and I've been saying many of times, the Patriots players have been undervalued. So if you've been getting the Julian Edelman's, the Nikhil Harry's, even the Muhammad Sanu's in deeper leagues or your James White's, you now have just great value on your team because they were already being drafted as if they were going to be one of the worst offenses in the league, even though they had a nine implied win total from Vegas. And now Cam Newton is going to change that offense, at least you would assume. And that's what the Patriots are assuming bringing him in here. So now you have mega values on your team. If you're going to be drafting in the future, this is where I start to take these guys. Cam Newton, QB 11, Julian Edelman right now, wide receiver 31. This is all for PPR formats. Nikhil Harry, wide receiver 47. Mohamed Sanu, big move, pretty decent sized move from wide receiver 82 to wide receiver 74. Sanu should be over his injury. My concerns with Sanu are just still that he played so much as a plus wide receiver out of the slot, like a Chris Godwin type of a role, right? When he was with the Falcons, I mean, leading the league sometimes and last year in slot snaps run, that's all he ran out of. He goes to the outside last year. He does get injured, so you can't really judge him too much, but I'm concerned that he might not have a ton of experience, or he has the experience, but not recent experience and upside on the outside to beat top end cornerbacks, because obviously Julian Edelman is still going to be running out of the slot. And then for me, no changes for James White. I have really jumped down and, and bumped down a ton Sony Michelle in all formats, PPR, non-PPR, because of the injury news that came out about him and his surgery. So he's just dropped down my list, regardless of the Cam Newton news. Um, Damian Harris naturally will be coming up because of that. Rex Burkhead, maybe a little bit. James White doesn't change much for me. Um, I didn't move him at all yet. I don't think I'm going to based on the way that my projections are sorting out. Look, yes, the offense might be better, which means closer to the red zone, more touchdowns, but Cam Newton is also going to be a lot more mobile than Jared Stidham, at least I believe so, and probably score more rushing touchdowns and probably take a lot more opportunities away from James White. So right now, James White is still like around an RB32, RB31 for me in that range. I did not move him just yet. So what my projections pretty much look like for Cam Nooners, he's my QB11 right now in all formats when it comes to just standard redraft, right? I'm not talking to QB or anything like that or, or any type of weird scoring format, just standard, right? PBR, non-PBR. I'm projecting him for a full season as of right now. Again, if you want to tell me you only want to do 14 or 15, he hasn't played a full season season. Um, he, he's only played 14 games in 2018. And obviously last year, he missed a ton of time. So it's been a while since he played a full season. So if you want to tell me I'm going to only project 15 games, that's fine. If I was to do that, then he would start to drop like around my QB 15 or a little bit lower than that. But just to give you a full season's projection, it's QB 11. I have him for over 500 rushing yards. I have him for five rushing touchdowns, 25 passing touchdowns. So 30 total touchdowns and 3,600 passing yards. So I could see that's why he starts to bump up there. When you have 30 touchdowns and 500 rushing yards, it's really hard to ignore that. Um, and then for me, that's a QB one. He's a borderline top 10 quarterback. I think he slots in one spot ahead of Tom Brady for me right now, one spot after Carson Wentz, so just outside the top 10. And I believe Cam Newton will still be an option in many drafts as a late round quarterback. Now, depending on when you're watching this, I'm recording this right literally like hours after it's 4am East Coast time where I am. Uh, This is going to be on Monday, June 29th. So right after the signing happened, I think for maybe a week or two people overreach on Cam Newton. But I think at the end of the day, he'll start to settle in as a, a decent late round QB option. I mean, you're getting guys like Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan in those later rounds, maybe rounds like eight, to nine to 10 is where you can snag those quarterbacks. I think you'll start to be able to snag Cam Newton there pretty frequently. Uh, and I think that's going to be great value. Again, I think there'll be an overreaction early as people just want to get the shiny new toy in New England and Cam Newton. Uh, and I, I don't blame you. A rush, rushing quarterback with upside. That's what we want. We want mobile rushing quarterbacks in fantasy football. And then I think there'll be a recorrect of his ADP. Maybe he'll start to get reached on in like the seventh round, even early eighth rounds often. And then I think he'll start to recorrect maybe the end of the eighth to the ninth, to even the double digit rounds as a true late round QB. That's where I'm at on Cam Newton right now. I like it. 
it. I obviously like it based on my projections. People are going to get recency bias and he missed all of last year, which he had a surgery for. He missed two games before that year, which he had a surgery for. So obviously recently, it doesn't look like he's a durable quarterback, but for the way that this guy plays, he's been a very durable quarterback. And again, this is only a 31 year old quarterback. He'll be 31 and a half or around there, a little bit older when the season starts. That's a very young age still for quarterbacks. It's not your 23 year old Sam Donald after playing three years in the league, but he probably still has five years left. As long as a surgery that happened last season to force him to miss the final 14 games was nothing uh, just too detrimental to his overall career arc, even if it took a year off of it. And I don't think it's going to be anything that impacts him this year to look really bad. But again, it's yet to be seen based on all the news coming out. I feel pretty confident about Cam Newton going in there healthy. Now the weapons around him are not that great. You have an aging uh, slot receiver as your number one, an unproven second year receiver in uh, Nikhil Harry, who did not look good last year, who did deal with injuries to defend him. And then Mohamed Sanu, who dealt with injuries, but he's also a veteran aging receiver. And then you have already an injured running back in Sonny Michelle. So the, the, the weapons are not great. Now, they're not terrible. You can argue, though, like Adam Levitan, I believe, tweeted yesterday, you can argue they're the worst in the league. And you could do that with probably 10 teams, honestly. Um, but they're not great weapons. So we'll see. Tom Brady obviously did a lot with a little. We'll see if they can end up putting a system around Cam Newton to do the same. But then you also add in Newton's rushing upside, which Brady never had. I feel pretty good about this. So let me know what you think about Cam Newton. Let me know where you would rank him. That's a question of the day. Where would you rank Cam Newton this year? He's my QB 11 as of right now. Let me know what you think of that. And before you go, if I can get you to hit the like button real quick and this big old subscribe button pops up on the screen, it takes a ton of time to put these videos together. So I do appreciate if you do that, it just helps me organically reach more people, which allows me to logistically and financially continue to put these videos out as often. And right now, pretty much five to seven days a week, as I do just in the NFL sphere, not even talking about golf. So thank you so much. And also be sure to check out the Supreme Draft Guide. It's all linked up down below. You can get it for just $10 today, 66% off if you are eligible. Figure all that information out. If you want to see the rest of my rankings, if you want to see player profiles, all those type of things, we'll be adding a profile for Cam Newton very shortly. So thank you, everybody. Appreciate y'all's time and have a great rest of your day. Peace out, gang.